0: In the, name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, my friends, it appears that we are to have kind of a three-week series where one truth has been building on another, and it continues today. Two weeks ago, we had our Lord Jesus Christ reveal Himself to us as the Good Shepherd, and what is the heart of the Good Shepherd that He leaves? The 199 should just one go astray and pursues that until he finds it. The same in that same chapter we were given that day, you see the parable of the woman who had lost a coin, and what does she do? She pursues that coin, scouring her whole house until she finds it and then rejoices. And on that we have the prodigal son in the same chapter, revealing the divine mercy of the Father, who out of his love had to let the Son's will be done, and he went. And became nothing. And yet, when he came to the humility of wanting to return to his father's house, he heads back knowing he can only be taken as a servant because of what he's done. But the father doesn't treat him that way. We see the divine mercy of Jesus Christ unveiled. Where he comes and restores not only his clothing, but he restores the full sonship to his son. That was that week. Last week, we had the living remembering St. James and the calling of the first disciples who forsook all and followed him. We ask the question, what does it take for the Christian to live a life that forsakes all for the sake of Jesus Christ? And the answer to that was this, that all of us, save no one, all of us must come to a point of allowing God to so show us within ourselves, to, to undo us so that we become undone before and we ourselves experience divine mercy and only those who experience the divine mercy of Christ have a prayer for saving all following him all of their days and now in our gospel reading for today we are still on the calling of the first disciples from the gospel of St. Luke chapter 5 and again we see something more about what it is to truly live a life as a disciple of the living Lord Jesus Christ and I think it's very important that when we look at this gospel reading, that we really put ourselves into this scene and try to experience the relational progression that we see here. Where the humanity of the three disciples absolutely collides with the experience of the divine. The Lord Jesus Christ, the blessed word of God. Because this encounter that we're talking about does not begin with the miraculous Listen to verse 2 of Luke 5. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Genesaret. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat from that boat and taught the multitudes. What was the first experience of these disciples, St. Peter, James, and John? What was the first experience that they had, these disciples he would first call to follow him? They heard the Word of God proclaim words of life, words of his kingdom, words of the mighty salvation of God on behalf of mankind. St. Peter, then known as Simon, was right there in Jesus' boat. It was his boat that Jesus was in. He was sitting right next to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hearing the word of God who spoke all things into existence talked to a multitude. And what do we know about those who would hear the word of God speak words of life all in the Gospels? We know this. There was absolutely no neutral in any soul. When they heard the words of life come from Jesus Christ, there was one of two reactions. One was to deny him. To reject him and some would even go so far as to kill him for what he said but then the equal and the opposite is true there are also those who heard the word of life coming from the Word of God and their hearts would burn within them much like the two disciples on the road to Emmaus after our Lord Jesus Christ resurrection remember Jesus Himself, they didn't know it was him, is walking with him, and they're so hurting and aching over seeing their Lord crucified, they don't understand everything they've seen. And so Jesus begins to teach them of all the prophecies of the old covenant and the old testament that pointed to everything. And we said, and we hear in the gospel that while he spoke to them, their hearts burned within them, yearning for more. So much so that when the day had come tonight. Jesus acted like he was going to walk on further, and they pleaded with him to stay. They wanted more. This was the experience of those first disciples, and it deeply impacted their souls. And so what happens next? Simon Peter, remember, had been fishing all night in futility. He had caught nothing with all of his physical labor all through the night. We find in verse 4, when Jesus had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And then we hear Peter's response. And I want you to hear that in Peter's response, we will see both Peter's absolute humanity. And then we'll see him reach beyond his humanity. Here's his response. Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. There's the humanity. There's the reality. I'm, I'm exhausted. But his sentence doesn't stop Everything God wants to show us today has to do with the next half of his response to Jesus asking him to push back out of the deep and let down his nets. For here are his words Nevertheless, nevertheless, at your word I will. At your word I will let down the net. It's as if St. Peter is saying, I know everything that I have experienced so far. And it has been fruitless, and it has been of no benefit to me, my business. It's no ben- benefit to anyone else. I know all of this. Nevertheless, despite this disappointing and futile existence and experience at your word, I will let down the net. The five most important words out of all of that, that I pray we get into our souls to live as a disciple, a true disciple of Christ. Because these are the words. Of a true disciple of Christ. Five words. At your word I will. At your word I will. What was it that granted St. Peter faith enough. To go against his past experience. Frustrating as it was. And do the bidding of Christ. And I tell you it was the experience he had as his soul. Had experienced Christ as the Word of God taught the blessedness of the kingdom of God and his salvation. In Saint Peter had developed a mustard seed of faith, and I say that very particularly. Do not ever believe that Saint Peter at this point of the journey had a matured Christian faith. He is just now experiencing Christ for the first time. But he had a mustard seed of faith enough to submit his life in that moment simply to do the one thing that Jesus asked him to do. And what would this little mustard seed of faith joining itself to what was requested? You know what that is? The will of man joining to the will of God alone. What did this mustard seed of faith produce as St. Peter simply did the one request? Something he was totally used to and equipped for. The one request that Jesus asked him to do, he encountered a miracle of the kingdom of God. The catch of fish was so big that not only his boat was sinking, but he had to call, call the boat of St. James and John to come and their nets were so full their boat was sinking. Why? Because St. Peter said to Jesus, At your word, I it then what happens next is most worthy of you. Because the relational building doesn't stop there. From this second miraculous, incredible experience of what Jesus did for those fishermen, what is the response of St. Peter? Verse 8. When St. Peter saw it, he fell at his knees before Jesus saying, Depart from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. The further experience of Christ and what Christ did for him in revealing himself to St. Peter. And the things of his kingdom resulted in such a humility and in such a humble repentance before Christ that St. Peter himself had become, as we have been saying, undone. I see in St. Peter's response to him, to Jesus in that moment, I see in St. Peter's response, the blessed prophet Isaiah's response from Isaiah 6, Woe to me! I am undone by what I see before me. I see the Jesus prayer, which is based on the parable of the tax collector and the Pharisee, where the tax collector doesn't even look up into heaven. But he says, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy upon me, a sinner. And I see the wonder of faith demonstrated in the centurion. That we see in the Gospel of St. Matthew in chapter 8, as he proclaims to Jesus precisely what we say every liturgy and rightly so, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, speak the word only, and my soul shall be. What is the cycle of this relationship that we're seeing here that is the blessed life of a disciple who follows Christ? It's this. We experience Christ in our lives, even to this degree. And it moves us with our mustard seed of faith to go before Christ, to hear his bidding, and to say to him with that mustard seed of faith, At your word, I will, whatever it is. And he takes that minuscule offering that we have to offer, the very little that we have to offer him as obedience, he takes that little offering and he takes it and with it he does the wonders of heaven and the kingdom of God in our own soul and he manifests himself in our life and he manifests ourselves through our life And in that experience of even being joined to Christ and invited into the ministry of Christ, that anything of the kingdom of God would be done through any one of us, it wells within us a blessed further repentance and desire to experience more of His divine mercy. I tell you, I have experienced this in my life many times, and I know many of you would attest to this in your own. That all of a sudden, even when we trip into being obedient to Christ and offering Him our lives, and He does something blessed for the benefit of someone else, I have had so many times in my life I walk away and go to tears because I know me. How could you do? How could you do anything of your magnificent glory and love through this? Do you hear Saint Peter? Many of you have experienced this yourselves. I'm just sharing with you mine. And it moves me ever more and more to follow him to a greater degree. That I may experience more and more of his mercy. And through the experience of his mercy, that I might be so compelled with everything in me. That it's as if more exclamation points are going after I say to the Lord daily and in the moments, At your word, thy will be done. At your word, thy will be done. what God will do through us if we offer Him and be obedient within that mustard seed of faith that we have been granted will bring us to awe and reverence of Him and what He can do with the little that we offer. I want to further encourage you as we conclude with two quotes from the church following. He said, by this great miracle to catch a fish, by a visible and by a miraculous type and representation, the disciples were now fully convinced that their labor would be rewarded, and the zeal displayed in the spreading out of the net of the gospel teaching would be fruitful. Within this net, they should most certainly catch the souls of the heathen. St. Maximus, Bishop of Turin, also early in the 400, said it this way, It is as if he were saying, through the whole night our fishing was brought us nothing, and we have been laboring in vain. But now, I will not fish with fishing here, but I will fish with grace, not with diligence acquired by my human skills, but with the perseverance acquired by being devoted to you, O Lord. And when Peter lets down the nets of the word, therefore, he is in fact letting down Jesus Christ himself. From the mustard seed of faith, these disciples, who forsook all and followed him, lived their life to say, at your word, I will. And Jesus took their offering, and as the blessed Eastern Rite hymns say so beautifully, profoundly about their ministry, that Christ, through the little they offered themselves, Christ would fish the universe. What will God, what might God do through you? What might he do through me and all of us collectively as his church if we will live with the same disposition towards Christ as these disciples of the words of St. Peter, as your will, I will be done. My friends, everything in my heart wants to see the answer to that question. And I want us to experience together the absolute fullness of the ministry of the living Lord Jesus Christ through us because we've offered the little that we are and the little to Him. I have to see this. What about you? In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.